0: Good morning, and welcome back to the podcast of the Francis Asbury Society. This is Josh Allahan, Director of Discipleship. This will be a slightly different episode. As you know, most of our devotions come from our Monday prayer gatherings that we host via Zoom. And this past Monday, we were scheduled to have Dr. Leroy Lindsay share with us. But as I shared in last week's podcast, Dr. Lindsay unexpectedly uh, went on to glory. Uh, on Monday, the 6th, uh, Dr. Lindsay, after uh, completing some teaching online uh, for a university in Bolivia, uh, it appears that Dr. Lindsay had a heart attack and went into the presence of Jesus. And so on Monday, the 13th, we gathered online to celebrate Dr. Lindsay's life and to pray together. And I did record that session, but afterwards just felt that that needs to stay in-house um, among among our community here. Not that it was anything exclusive, that's not the the intent here. Um, But I I did not feel comfortable uh, putting it online, so I hope you'll just trust me on that one. But it was a great, encouraging gathering, and we had some guests from Seoul Theological Seminary in South Korea, where Dr. Lindsay had uh, a great ministry impact, and and they were able to come on and just give thanks for. Give thanks to God for how Dr. Lindsay uh, was used there and um, praying that that would continue. As you're also aware, there is a lot going on here in Wilmore. Uh, revival has broken out. I know that that word, uh, there's some debate on whether this is true revival or not. Uh, I am comfortable using that word. Uh, I, But what I can say is that God is moving in a powerful way. It, it started in such an intimate, beautiful way with our students at Asbury University. And um, that lasted for about two, three days. And then as people began to hear, uh, though many from the outside are now coming in and God is still moving. It, it is different. It has we, uh, been talking to some students and there's been a shift in our hearts. Um, and that's okay because he's still moving in the lives of those who are coming. Uh, And so it's just these are uh, interesting days. (laughs) Um, Now, I did have a devotion planned uh, for um, our our gathering on Monday, and I shared part of it, not the whole thing. So I thought what I would share for this week's podcast is I will share that devotion that God put on my heart. And it ties into Dr. Lindsay, it ties into the revival that is happening uh, at Asbury. And so I will share that with you, and I just pray that it's a blessing. Uh, But let's pray together. Lord, thank you for who you are. We praise you. You are so good. And uh, your presence is here even now with us through this uh, medium of a podcast. Uh, We rejoice in in your presence in Dr. Lindsay's life and how you uh, worked through him. We thank you for your presence at Asbury University here in Wilmore and what you're doing. Uh, on campus uh, we're just blown away and now we just pray as we dive into your word that you would speak into our hearts meet us right here right now whenever we're listening to this and we thank you that you take great joy in meeting us and revealing yourself to us amen well uh I'm gonna read psalm 27 and um, This psalm was read by a a small prayer group that that was meeting weekly, continues to meet weekly on the campus at Asbury University. I have not had the opportunity to to join them, but I know that they are faithful in in gathering and praying together and praying for God's presence to be made known in the lives of the students at Asbury. And so on Wednesday morning, uh, before quote unquote revival broke out, uh, this was the psalm that they read. And, and and I'm not saying that this was <laughs> you know, uh, the formula for this to happen. I just think it's significant that this is what they read. So uh, if you have your Bibles and, and you want to turn there, you, you can or just listen along. This is Psalm 27. And then I'll just talk about some thoughts that God gave me through a couple of these verses. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in the straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Amen. Psalm 27 I have marked in the margins of my Bible next to verse 4 when it says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I, I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And I wrote, uh, that is a bold one thing to ask, right? That, um, you know, this is all I ask God. This is what I want. Just one thing. I'll be good that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's what we want. That is, um, the heartbeat of us as, as, as followers of Jesus, um, for those uh, in, in, in the more holiness tradition, uh, that's our heartbeat. We want the presence of, of Jesus. We want to be in that presence all the days of our lives. And we believe that this is a prayer that God um, desires to answer and never grows weary. <laughs> and, and there's uh, we live in an expectation that he wants to answer this. And he does regularly, sometimes in big ways like a revival and sometimes in very small and quiet ways, which I'll talk about in a second. But I was thinking that as a as a father, um, my kids, and uh, especially when they were uh, really young, and and uh, my girls are are still in that that stage of um, just the the strong desire for them to be constantly occupied with you, right? And they want to play with you, and they want to do this, do that, like let's go, 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 go. And um, how many times that I grow grew pretty tired of that? I love my kids. I love them you know to death uh and yet there were times where i'm just like leave me alone right um i just need some moments to myself and that is not god that is not god's heartbeat um and i don't say that in judgment of any parents but what i mean to say is that god never grows weary of that request his desire is always to be with us to make his presence known um you know, there's other verses. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. Uh, he he invites us to uh, into his presence, and he he loves uh, to make himself available. Uh, and so, as David prayed, we pray uh, that we this one thing, God. This is what we want each day, every day, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Verse five. Uh, Says, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. And that's a that's a extra gift of his presence is that he keeps us safe uh, in in life's troubles. And uh, you know there is a lot of brokenness and pain out there. Uh, we see it. I think this generation upcoming Gen Z uh, is especially troubled by this. Um, just uh, you you've probably heard this stat before, but that this is this is the most informed generation. The information that they are they are getting and able to get is quite overwhelming. Uh, a stat I heard recently, and again, you've probably heard this, but in 1945, The rate that knowledge doubled was every 25 years. Uh, Think about that. Every 25 years, knowledge would double. Okay? Today, 2023, uh, it's every 12 hours. Let that sink in. Every 12 hours, information doubles. And... Probably you listen, you're listening to this on your smartphone uh, or have a smartphone right next to you as you listen to this. Uh, so we have access to this information 24-7. That's overwhelming for any of us. And for a generation that is raised with technology, with instant access to this information, you don't need to go to a library. You don't need to go to those old encyclopedia books. right? Uh, you have instant access to this information that's overwhelming for anyone and so this generation is is, is um, growing in that reality and you couple that with the teaching of our culture of that that truth is relative that it, what's true for you that's great doesn't have to be true for me what's true for me that's great doesn't have to be true for you uh, and don't tell me that there can only be one truth on anything uh, that could be incredibly confused, confusing. There was a testimony. Uh, it was either Wednesday afternoon or Thursday. I don't remember all the days are blurring together. Uh, but in the chapel at Hughes Auditorium at Asbury, a young girl, uh, a, a college girl stood up and just, uh, started by apologizing to anyone on campus that she has hurt. Uh, I don't know her. I don't know, you know, the bulk of her story, uh, but she was just broken, and she was confessing and apologizing, asking for forgiveness, and then began to share a bit of her story. Uh, a, a few miles down from Wilmore uh, on the Kentucky River is a small town called High Bridge, small, small town, and there is a high bridge that the train runs across, and um, she shared that two weeks prior, she was went down the high bridge to jump uh, to end her life and uh, her parents are getting in the middle of a nasty divorce both parents are alcoholics and um, thankfully her mom uh, went and got her Uh, but uh, she just said i she said i i walk around campus and i feel so alone i feel unseen i feel like a ghost i just don't know what to do i'm so afraid and I, i i sat there and listened and just was broken for her, but as she as she cried out, and that when she said, she said, "I feel unseen, like nobody sees me." Voices started shouting out from the room. We see you. We see you. We see you. And then a bunch of uh, ladies began to flock towards her and to just embrace her and spend time praying over her. And I'm told, I wasn't there, but I'm told later that evening, this same young lady was on stage helping to lead worship in absolute freedom. Guys, so that's, that's revival, but that is an answer to this in verse 5. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. That's what God longs to do. And that's what he did for this young girl. He kept her safe. He longs to do that and then set her high on a rock. I just think of her set high on high on the stage, um, just worshiping him in freedom. So beautiful. Verse eight, uh, my heart says of you, seek his face, your face, Lord, I will seek. Uh, and I just love this truth. Very simple. Uh, we know deep inside of us, there's there's this grace that God has given us to know to seek his face, Um and, and that he wants to show up and so in those dark places find that find that voice uh, pray deeply um, that uh, he will give you the the grace and the courage and the strength to seek his face um, I just love that very simple truth I want to wrap up last last one here and that's at the very end of the psalm when David says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Our confidence is that we will see his face. We know, uh, you know, whenever our life ends and it can be a surprising one, like it was for Dr. Lindsay. Uh, and it could be just at the very, you know, we just, our bodies kind of fade right gently and quietly, uh, as we get older. Um, we'd have confidence that we're going to see his face. Uh, And we have confidence that he wants to reveal himself today, right here, right now. He wants to show himself. And uh, he can't show, uh, as he told Moses, he can't show his whole self. We can't handle that. But from time to time, he does show up in pretty big ways that take us by surprise and that uh, blow us away like what's happening right now in Hughes, but also I'm sure you can think of different times in your life where it was unmistakable that God revealed himself and showed you just a bit more, a bit more of his face. Uh, I like to call these holy moments, Um, and uh, I just want to share two briefly that have happened in my life over the past year or so since we moved to Wilmore. We've been attending Wilmore Anglican Church, and uh, it's such an answer to prayer to be a part of this healthy, lovely body of Christ. And there has been twice now that God has given me pause and and whispered into my ear, hey, pay attention. This is a holy moment. I'm showing myself to you. There's a man in our church named Luke, and uh, Luke was two years older than me but looked like he was 20 years older than me. Luke uh, lived a life apart from Jesus, a pretty hard life. Um, I don't know many details of his story, but um, drugs and alcohol, I'm pretty sure were, were a, a part of it. And just, yeah, just uh, he would call himself uh, a wretched sinner, you know, totally apart and opposed to God. Uh, and Luke pretty much died. Uh, he did die. He says he died. Um, and... Yet, the doctors were able to bring him back. Uh, God brought him back. Uh, and um, for two years, Luke lived on, quote-unquote, borrowed time. Uh, doctors couldn't understand it. They said you're, you, he lost, like, half of his brain or something like that. Um, they didn't know why he was still alive. Luke uh, had little to no feeling in his from the waist down in his legs and, and walked around on these cr- crutch braces that were attached to his arms, um, and uh, had a monitor. I know, like, hooked up to him. Uh, He had this machine that would beep every once in a while. I miss those beeps in our church services. Uh, But anyway, Luke, I would watch as Luke, every Sunday we would take communion, and Luke would uh, work his way down to the front, you know, hobbling down with his his, uh, crutches, just embracing people on the way down. And then he would receive the bread and the wine, uh, and he would hug, uh, the, the servers of communion many times. Our, our rector, our priest, um, and God began whispering. He said, Josh, pay attention. This is a holy moment. I'm showing you myself in Luke in what I've done in his life. Um, uh, and I miss that. I miss that every Sunday. Now, Luke has gone on to be with Jesus. He died a few months ago, um, but uh, that, that was a holy moment. That was God revealing himself. And then uh, secondly, more recently, there's a couple in our church, grandparent type, uh, well, they are grandparents, and they've gotten custody of their grandson who, uh, whose mother sadly is addicted to drugs, um, and their daughter. Uh, and they've gotten custody of, uh, of this young boy. Uh, and I, he's maybe four or five, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, he's got struggles, right? He's He, he spent years with his mom, uh, homeless and just you know with her while she's uh, living this life uh, and stuck in, in, in addiction. And now they're bringing him to church. And as grandpa uh, would walk down to the stage every Sunday for the children's time, and he would put that his young grandson on his lap, God began whispering, Josh, this is a holy moment because then the congregation would reach out as we pray over the children and our hands uh, pointed towards them. And this young boy is being surrounded by a loving community. He's being surrounded by Jesus. Jesus is in his grandpa and his grandma. Jesus is in the church that's loving him. And and God said to me, these are holy moments. I'm showing you myself. And so I just leave you, I, I ask you, to read verse 13 and 14. Remain confident, y'all. Remain confident. You will see the goodness of the Lord. Ask him to show you. Ask him to open your eyes to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We have the eternal confidence that we'll see him. Uh, He wants to reveal himself right here, right now. So wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by and giving us a listen Our regular podcast uh, should resume next week. Uh, There's a lot going on, so who knows, but uh, that's that's our intent. If you need any more information about the Francis Asbury Society, check out our website, FrancisAsburySociety.com. You can find our contact information if you need to reach out. But thanks again, and we will see you next week. God bless.